listening to the Agent Survival Guide podcast. A podcast for today's insurance agents. Informing. Educating. Empowering. Improving the way you do business in an industry that's anything but static. In today's episode, we are focusing on hospital indemnity plans and a brand new way of thinking about them that we have not discussed before here on the podcast. Joining me here in the studio, we've got Harry Rittner, our More Than Medicare team lead, back again. Thanks for joining us, Harry. Thanks, Sarah. It's great to be back again. And new to the podcast, Damon Logan. He is our Senior Sales Specialist for North and South Carolina. Welcome to you, Damon. Thank you. Glad to be here. Now, I don't want to steal your thunder, but this is a pretty cool strategy that we've got for our agents today. It's a little bit of a different way of thinking about hospital indemnity. So before we get into the weeds, let's get the high level on hospital indemnity plans. Can you kind of give us a definition and tell us more about hospital indemnity? Yeah, so from a high level, hospital indemnity plan in and of itself is there to cover hospital expenses. Mm -hmm. It's to indemnify someone from expenses incurred during a hospitalization. How that equates to Medicare is that's the piece that a lot of agents miss out on. But we'll certainly get into that. But it's very simple. Hospital indemnity is a policy that you purchase that indemnifies the party from those expenses incurred in a hospitalization. Okay. How do these plans typically work and why would someone need one? These plans work by usually on a, a case-by-case basis, depending on the type of hospitalization you have mm-hmm. and when those hospitalizations occur, mm-hmm. it's going to pay out a defined amount to the beneficiary. So ideally, you want to structure a hospital indemnity plan to where the beneficiary is covered at a maximum amount for however many occurrences throughout the year that could possibly happen to where they net at zero out of pocket. That's ideally how you want to do it. Now, the other piece of information that goes with that is, again, on the Medicare Advantage plan particularly, there's always going to be a gap. You'll hear people refer to the hospital gap. And so a hospital gap is definitely a dangerous place to be for a lot of people on fixed incomes. And so depending on their Medicare Advantage plan, they will have X amount of dollars per X amount of days in a hospitalization that they're, you know, that they'll have to cover Mm -hmm. out of pocket. Okay. And so the hospital indemnity plan should be designed by the agent Mm -hmm. on every single one, you know, to fit that particular plan and meet those needs. So they would need one because back to the fixed income. A lot of the people that we talk to in the Mm -hmm. senior market, they're living on Social Security, Mm -hmm. maybe a pension. A lot of them are dual eligible. A lot of them are receiving state benefits, right? Mm -hmm. But for the ones that are maybe not receiving any extra benefits through the state, this type of a a plan will really help them. And here's the golden question that I would ask everybody to make sure Mm -hmm. why would someone need one Mm -hmm. is I would ask them if you were to be hospitalized, and you owe $1,800, would that affect you? Right. That's the question. Got it's it. just a simple question. And if the answer is, nah, it's no big deal, then maybe it's not for them. But for people on fixed incomes, by and large, $1,800 is a tough pill to swallow. Right. This smooths that right out. Right. So that's more of the Medicare side, kind of mm-hmm. filling in that gap that exists with a Medicare Advantage plan. 
is hospital indemnity only for Medicare beneficiaries, or can those of us that are under the age of 65 also purchase these plans? Yeah, Sarah, that's a great question. And the answer is, these plans are very versatile. While we concentrate especially here at Ritter, on the senior market, these plans are great for the under 65 in the ACA or in the group setting. For instance, with our own insurance that we get, our company offers a hospital indemnity to cover those holes that we would have with our insurance. So a lot of our plans that you'll find in the open market kind of mirror those Medicare Advantage plans. So there are co-pays, there are deductibles, And these hospital indemnity plans are absolutely perfect to fill those gaps. And especially with some of those deductibles, the thing right now for some of the under 65 plans are those high deductible plans. So how does that help with having a hospital indemnity plan? So when you have a a high deductible plan, some cases like 5,000, 10,000, you have to meet that deductible before that insurance really kicks in. Mm -hmm. These plans fit perfectly where They'll pay you, they'll indemnify you for that 5000 or 10000 so it's not really out of pocket, mm-hmm. and you'll be able to meet all of those requirements, and then the insurance will actually kick in, especially if you're going to have a, a high deductible plan, mm-hmm. a hospital indemnity. It's a complimentary plan, just like it would be on the Medicare side. And mm-hmm. in the under 65 area, you really don't have to be concerned about that fixed income so much because much of those plans to get a lower cost of the actual out-of-pocket have higher deductibles. So having these plans to complement that is almost a necessity in today's environment. So not only can you use them as filling in the gaps of coverage on the Medicare side, you can also use them when you have those under 65 clients. Absolutely. Now that we have an idea of some of these particulars about hospital indemnity, I feel like I always have to come back to compliance and ask about that. When can agents compliantly market hospital indemnity and sell it? The short answer is any time of the year in terms of an enrollment period. We like that. Yeah, you can market (laughs) it anytime and it is fully compliant. And the reason it's fully compliant is because it is considered health. Mm -hmm. And so you can market health. It's not considered cross-selling by CMS's terminology. Mm -hmm. And so I think that it really comes down to an agent believing in a product, first Mm -hmm. of all, understanding that product and what that product can do for the client. And then making sure that they're finding what is suitable for their customer. Right, right. Uh, Suitability is a big deal. What happens, I think, if I can kind of trail off just for a second. That's okay. Is that agents, in my experience, they almost don't want to complicate the situation. Mm -hmm. So they feel like maybe they're selling something extra or something additional. So they'll come back later. Mm -hmm after they've helped somebody enroll into a Medicare Advantage plan. I know I keep referring to Medicare Advantage plan just because that's the most common application of this, but you can write it anytime for anyone. And so I think that the key is to consider this gap as an agent, the reason why that plan is zero. You know, that's Mm -hmm. one of the reasons. Now, that's not something that we need to go out there and say, but there is a reason that premiums get low. And the reason premiums are able to go low, actuarially speaking, is because you have to reduce benefits in certain areas. Mm -hmm. That's the whole reason for coinsurance, copays, deductibles, right, is to kind of mitigate Mm -hmm. those expenses to the healthcare system and the carriers themselves. Right. So 
I take that personally as as an agent, as something that I need to expose. Mm -hmm. And by exposing it, as long as it's filled out on a scope of appointment, if we're talking Medicare Advantage, Mm -hmm. you know, you want to discuss that and make sure that you're letting them know from your own suitability standpoint Mm -hmm. that these holes can be filled. Right. And that is the key. It is fully compliant to do it. You just have to offer it. As a quick a quick number to put on this is that on paper, about one in five people that are offered this that enroll into a Medicare Advantage plan mm-hmm. will take it out. Okay. Uh, not everybody gets it. Sometimes it's affordability, of course, you know. Sometimes it's just not a good fit for various reasons. Or maybe they don't even qualify for any particular reason. But okay. One in five typically will take it if you are mentioning it. That's all you have to do is mention it. Hey, Damon, we're, we're going to get into the qualifications here in a little bit. That's right. So you'll be surprised at how many people can be qualified. Correct. Okay. The interesting thing that I think when I'm hearing this, just some of the ways that you're talking about this, we think of Medicare supplement as almost a necessity for people who have original Medicare. And I don't know if that was always the way that we thought of that particular set of plans, or if that came to be over time because of filling those gaps in original Medicare, this is kind of the exact same thing just for Medicare Advantage, that this is a product that can come in and fill those gaps. It's just whether or not your clients know that those gaps exist. It's there and pretty much front and center with Medicare supplements. That's very ingrained even in their minds. You know, my own personal example, my mother knew going on original Medicare, she was, I I need the sup, I need the sup. So if you can kind of get the clients really understanding that some of that out-of-pocket exposure that you get with Medicare Advantage can be filled in with the hospital indemnity plan, get that in their thinking, given another five or 10 years, it might be as natural as selling a Medicare supplement to someone interested in original Medicare. It's just all in the way that you kind of think about it. Now, rough little bit of transition here, but we were talking about compliance and how agents can compliantly market it and sell it. What about some of the other tools we have here at Ritter to kind of help with selling hospital indemnity plans, getting into selling and presenting a new product? Sure. And, you know, in the past, we've always looked at this as an add-on. But as we head into 2023, you know, this is really going to be, hospital indemnity is going to be a companion plan to an MA. And so we've developed some tools and client-facing tools that are able to demonstrate how easy and how much of a companion these plans are to MA and how they fill that gap. We have quote tools that will actually show you step-by-step how much it will cost and how far those gaps get filled with these hospital indemnity plans. We have other tools like a fact finder where you're actually going to do some of that upfront discovery of understanding their health a little bit better. And you're going to know that going into that sale for an MA. So you don't have to spend a whole lot of time or transition away from the actual sale and just make the presentation a little bit smoother, a little bit easier. So we have the right tools. And I think we have the right approach now, especially for all of our agents to be able to pair that hospital indemnity with an HI and pair that hospital indemnity with an ACA plan or a group plan and be able to talk about it much more effectively than we have in the past. Yeah. And I think that's really 
that really is the key is just thinking about it in kind of a new way, but really making it super simple for your clients to understand. Now, kind of going back to what you were saying earlier, Damon, when I think of adding plans to a Medicare presentation, I am definitely guilty of thinking of cross-selling or upselling. That's kind of the vibe that I think I've always gotten from that. Do you think that's why most agents kind of shy away from these other ancillary plans like hospital indemnity? Uh, yeah, I do. I think that's why. And that's why it's important, I believe, to educate yourself as an agent and see what you're not doing. Mm -hmm. And once you see that, here's a perfect example of how you begin to learn that these two products, Medicare Advantage and Hospital Indemnity, should not really be talked about as separate entities for the most part. I mean, they, they work so well together. As you build up a book of clientele, and as those people are going into the hospital and they're receiving these bills, you're getting these phone calls. Right. You know it. And they're mad and they're angry. And they're saying, this plan doesn't pay. Mm -hmm. Every agent has heard that sentence. Right. This plan doesn't, you name the carrier. Mm -hmm. And in the client's mind, remember, they don't do insurance. Right. We are the ones that do insurance. We understand the vocabulary and this whole new realm of of words and definitions that only seems to exist in this industry. Right. They don't. They're living their life. Yeah. So they don't remember anything about this when you sat down with them and went over yeah. it with them. But no, now they we think best case scenario. That's right. We, we really think do. best case scenario. We don't really focus on what the possibilities are, right? Yeah. The zero premium, we sell on the good stuff. It's a zero premium. You get these extra benefits. You get this extra, you know, dental, vision, whatever is attached to the right. thing. Right. And what we avoid, quite honestly, is the elephant in the room. And that we all know, every agent that's selling Medicare Advantage knows that if right. their client is hospitalized, yep. they're going to get hit with a large bill more than likely. And they won't like it. No, no so one does. it's better to take it on the front side. Right. Uh, one of the things that I used to do many, many years ago, long before e-apps were a thing, <laughs> is every single kit that I put together, they were all paper apps. In the very back of it, I had my quoting sheet for the HI. Okay. So it was just something that I just did on every single one of them, just no matter what. And again, my numbers held true too. About one in five, it worked out for. So... But it, the idea in my mind, here's the best way to look at it, I think, is that to lay my head down at night as an agent and know that I did an honest day's work, mm -hmm. what was best for my client is that I showed them what I felt was suitable. Right. And I believe that the HI is a suitable product. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I'm going to offer it every single time. Whether they say yes or no is almost indifferent to me. Yeah. Um, I, I know that I told them that. So when they deny it and then they come back and eight months down the road, they've had a, a surgery or a broken leg or whatever the case is. I'm not going to say the I told you so because that's not my style. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But I, again, I'm not kicking myself saying I should have, woulda, shoulda, coulda mm -hmm. told them about the HI. Right. You've done your due diligence. That's right. And I think, too, with that example that you just gave of, you know, adding it into your sales kits. Let's go into that a little bit more. How should agents be thinking about presenting hospital indemnity nowadays with the e-applications, with the e-scopes? What's a better way to go about kind of taking this philosophy and strategy and implementing it into our sales process? The easiest way is a mentality, adopting a mentality that my client will have to opt out okay. of, of the product rather than opt in. Okay. Kind of a loose 
uh, comparison would be as you go through, well, let's take McDonald's. <laughs> um, <laughs> as an example, when McDonald's started, you would, from what I understand, you would buy your meals a la carte. You know, mm-hmm. I want a hamburger. I want a drink. I want French fries. Okay. Now you have a number one, a number two, and a number mm-hmm. three. So to get just a hamburger, you have to specify that, right? Right. It's an opt out. So I wouldn't say that that's how I would package this. I would want the client to know they are two separate right. deals, but that they work seamlessly together and understand that they have an option. It's right? an option. It is absolutely an option. And I would rather them know the option, know that I have conviction as an agent about the product. Mm-hmm. I've seen it work and I want them to feel that to where they will need to opt out. I mean, I think that that's just my mentality okay. going into it. Again, it's fully compliant. You're not packaging it. You know, we get into the weeds with the compliance and there's a lot of fear there. Mm -hmm. What can I say? What can't I say? And the honest truth is we all go through compliance training, you Mm -hmm. know? Yes, we do. (laughs) And uh, a lot of it. Mm -hmm. And as long as they understand that it is a separate company, Mm -hmm. it is a separate plan that rides along whatever MA they have, you're good. And as long as they've signed the scope of appointment that, you know, you can talk about it, then, then it's fine. Okay. So, but I think in general, the agents that have an opt-out mentality mm-hmm. will mention it. Okay. The agents that have an opt-in mentality, they will plan on reaching back out to their clients okay. at a later date, mm-hmm. but they rarely do. Okay. In my experience, they rarely do. And then the numbers of the close are really down. With the sales kit that you mentioned earlier, did you present that to them as here's sort of option one and what this costs and what you get? And then here's option two with, you know, the hospital indemnity removed. And then this is the cost and also what you get. And remember that if you go inpatient, you're going to pay for that. Is that what your process was with that or was it a little bit different? No, the process is that as I'm going through my presentation of whatever plan I'm offering, I just want to make sure that when I'm done with the presentation that I want to ask them, Mm -hmm. do you have any questions? A great transition question is, would any of these benefits, particularly that hospital one, Mm -hmm. I want to make sure you understand how that works. Mm -hmm. If you go in, this is what it costs based off of, you know, whatever plan it is. If you're in there for three days, four days, five days, if you go back in for something else, right. these are the expenses. These are the real expenses that mm-hmm. might get you to that max out of pocket. Would that put you in a bind? Right. You know, just being straightforward, due diligence, having that conversation. If it would put them in a bind, mm-hmm. you are, you're already set to answer that question. See what I mean? And I know inflation is not going to be as high, hopefully, as it is right now forever. But it's a little bit easier when you're talking about things if you have those conversations, you know, the little icebreakers as you're meeting with your clients, fact finding and getting to know them to bring these things up. Because money money's a sensitive issue. Mm-hmm. But it's also a really sensitive issue when you end up going inpatient and you didn't have the conversation with that client. And again, you get that phone call back. Let's talk a little bit about some of the carriers that sell these different kind of products and what they add into these plans, because it's not just every carrier has just a hospital indemnity plan and that's it. They come in kind of a couple different flavors and sizes. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, you made a really astute comment right before. If they don't have a hospital indemnity plan and they start to experience those expenses, Mm -hmm. 
now they're starting to kick themselves and say, well, maybe it's something I really ought to be looking at. Maybe it's something I need to have that conversation and revisit that. Well, guess what? Um, you know, most of these plans today, especially the carriers that are offering these plans, it's almost like a, an arms race. They have started to recognize that's just not in that opt-in period for Medicare. Mm -hmm. It's much broader than that. So there's a lot of guaranteed issue periods that are now available. One of the big objections that agents always had was, hey, I'm selling a Medicare Advantage plan. And to Damon's point, you know, I'm going to opt into this. Well, I'm not going to opt in right now because I don't want to lose the sale. I don't want to have to talk about medical issues. I don't want to have to go through questions and underwriting. I'm going to wait for that for another time. And then it never happens. Well, now these carriers have taken a lot of that objection away by offering guaranteed issue periods. We have some carriers that will go as high as 68. We have one carrier will go to 90 years of age. Okay. So they'll actually go from one year old to 90 years of age okay. with a guaranteed issue period. Now, their benefits are a little bit smaller than you would normally find, but they still offer it. So there are very few objections nowadays that agents should have as far as offering it at the same time. They don't have to go through those underwriting questions and one of the other things you'll find is that, you know, once you're in that plan, you're in that plan. Many times they're not going to raise the price of those plans. So from year to year, you're going to be paying the same amount. Okay. And once you use those benefits, they'll be replenished after 60 days. They come with a whole host of riders, ambulance riders. I'm going to say major diagnostic outpatient riders. So like if you have MRIs and CAT scans, Many times those MA plans charge you $100, $200, $300 to have those done from a deductible standpoint, they're covered. And many times when you go into the hospital, if you're in the hospital for six hours, you're covered. Okay. So there, there's all kinds of options with many of these plans that are going to get you the coverage that you need at an extremely reasonable price. There are very few objections, very few reasons why an agent can't have a different mindset about approaching both a, a Medicare and a non-Medicare sale with a hospital indemnity. They go hand in hand in today's world quite nicely. And on top of that, they're going to have a great commission. So, you know, they're going to probably make 70% of what that MA commission is going to be on top of by just adding that HI plan. So it's really not only good for the client, but it's great for the agent too. It also keeps your attrition rate lower. Oh, absolutely. Once you place more than one policy with a client, and then especially if it gets used, my goodness, they have a hospitalization and then they get a check for $1,500 or whatever it is after you submit the claim. They're coming to you forever. Yeah. And they're probably referring you too. And they're referring <laughs> you. It's, right. uh, it's because everybody wins mm -hmm. in this situation. Yeah. Um, it sounds like a really great strategy. One thing I want to go back to, just to point it out for our agents who probably want to know, what percentage of business qualifies for this type of plan? I know if I'm going to add something to my portfolio, I definitely want a sizable eligibility pool to be able to draw from because that kind of increases my chances of getting people into those plans. What was that percentage again? What I would say is that all things considered, 
about one in five that okay. you speak with, you'll enroll. Now, an agent who hasn't done this, they may go out in the first 10 that they mention it to. They don't take it. They decline. But on average, using the laws of large numbers, one in five on paper is really where it is. And you just get better at it, at presenting it anyway. Right, right. So that's the short answer. The longer answer is that since this is a product that has guaranteed issue to 90, you have a very, very large pool for, yeah. for certain carriers. And then also just remember, this is also something that can be written year round. You know, that comes into play. Here's a great takeaway here for any agent listening to this that wants to get into HI. You have your annual enrollment period, which we are all recuperating from presently, (laughs) and we're moving into next year. Mm -hmm. And so just remember, throughout the year, as you are speaking to anyone and everybody, Mm -hmm. whatever Medicare Advantage plan they have, whether it's with you or with a competitor down the street, it doesn't matter. Just ask them, do you have something to fill the hospital gap? And most of them would say no. And right then you can just say, would you like for me to show you that? (laughs) Yeah. Again, the pool is wide open. The only key is you just have to mention it. You literally have to just mention it. But it's hard to do that if you don't believe in the product, which is why I always add that as the precursor. Mm -hmm. If you don't believe in the product, don't sell it. Right. 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 Uh, If you do believe in the product, you just have to start talking about it. And you'll see that the pool is absolutely vast. It's wide open, honestly. And I'll add to that, if you're on the fence and you're not quite sure if you believe in the product, call me because I'll make you a believer. That's right. (laughs) I want to throw this one little tidbit out too. Fixed income, Mm -hmm. all right? This is an objection that we all, this is a term Mm -hmm. that we hear often in the Medicare market that as an agent, we're kind of programmed to take that as a negative. Mm -hmm. And I heard from somebody years ago that really changed my mind on that. When someone says they're on a fixed income, I'm actually thinking that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. You know how many Americans do not know how much money is coming in at the end of the month? A lot. A lot. A lot. And so if you are on a fixed income, you know what you have coming in. You know what you have to count on. Mm -hmm. But you also know what you don't have. Mm -hmm. That's where this comes into play. So if you're talking to somebody about a hospital indemnity and they say, well, I'm on a fixed income, I would say, Great. That's why we should look at this, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> honestly, because if I'm hearing you right, getting a surprise $1,500, $2,000 invoice right. would be difficult, correct? Mm-hmm. Would it make more sense to smooth that out with a plan like this to indemnify you, mm-hmm. to pay you back? Just like life insurance, everything's about indemnification, right? right. Making you whole. Would that make sense, being that you're on the fixed income? The only reason I wanted to just mention that is because fixed income, we hear that as an agent trying to not be salesy, Mm -hmm. right? Right. We hear that as an objection when actually that is the reason. Mm -hmm. That is the reason for the HI. Part of dealing with objections is taking those objections and turning them into opportunities. Absolutely. Absolutely. All in the way that you think about it. Absolutely. So, well, the numbers are there, and we talked about how this particular plan fits into clients' overall health care. What about the benefits for agents who are selling hospital indemnity? You did mention a little bit about commissions. Yeah, commissions. You know, number one would probably be commissions. You know, number two, in my mind, really comes down to persistency, having more stickiness, having more policies in that household 
they're more apt to stay with you as an advisor, not just look at you as an insurance agent, but more as an advisor. Mm-hmm. Gives them the opportunity to receive more referrals from some of their clients because, hey, if you did me right, mm-hmm. I know you can do my friends right. Mm-hmm. And you'll take care of them. So it's a fantastic opportunity across the board. One of the things I always talk about in our webinars, and I always remind our agents, remember, you're a professional. You have a professional obligation Mm -hmm. to make the ask. No is just a starting point. To your point, Mm -hmm. Sarah, you know, it's an opportunity for the future. So just remember that as that professional Part of that obligation is to make sure that you're looking out for all the best interests of your client. So I think those are the the real takeaways from the agent side. There's a lot of benefit not only to the client, but to the agent to to be able to hand-in-hand offer that hospital indemnity plan with the healthcare plan, be it Medicare or be it ACA. Well, is there anything else that you guys want to mention while I have you here? If you're new to HI, mm-hmm. believe it or not, I spoke to a, an agent two weeks ago okay. who was writing during the AEP about two or three Medicare Advantage plans per day, Okay, and he had never even heard of a hospital indemnity plan. Oh, wow. So I'd say that if you're listening to this and you want to learn more, right, mm-hmm. like, hey, I don't know what to do, but I want to do something, mm-hmm. call Harry. He'll he'll get you going on a, <laughs> on a product. Right, um, right. If you're in the Carolinas, certainly you can reach out to me mm-hmm. about any of it as well. But from a national perspective, you know, just getting started. Of course, we're all here. We're Ritter, you know. Yes. Anybody can call anybody, <laughs> really. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're here to help in any way possible to that regard. There's a way to get started. It just takes a phone call. We look at your individually, like we do with every agent. We want to hear what your business model is, what your dreams are. How can we fit into that? And we have multiple carriers, multiple ways of of making things suitable for you. And the only last tip I want to throw out there, (laughs) and then I'm done. Okay. To Harry's point, to our general point here, that we want to have due diligence, suitability, Mm -hmm. all of these things. We do understand the anxiety that comes along with asking for the sale, right? especially when you're at a zero premium, talking about Medicare Advantage. Sometimes internally, we are preemptively feeling rejection, Mm -hmm. and that in and of itself is stopping us from asking a question about suitability, HI, case in point for today, right? Right. Here's a tip that everybody can take away from this. Apologize before you ask. Okay. If you are sitting with someone You've talked with them about this. And in the back of your mind, you're like, I've got to, just so I can lay my head down at night, mm-hmm. I got to make sure I just ask about this HI. Just apologize to them. Say, Sarah, I'm sorry. I'm not good at this. <laughs> and you don't have to, you know, take this out. But I, I wouldn't be doing my job if okay. I didn't show you this plan is great. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong. All these plans are great. But this hospital section, I really want you to understand what can happen, what will happen right. upon a hospitalization. Mm-hmm. And I do have something. You certainly don't have to take it out. But you can open it up. If you've already built some rapport with somebody and you are feeling that nervous energy, I'm just saying, apologize before you say it and say that you're doing it for yourself. Just so I can lay my head down at night and know that I presented it to you. Right. See what I mean? I, I like that. I like that a lot. It's uh, Honesty goes a long way with, with people, with anyone, really. Absolutely. 
All right. Well, Great. we have a whole new way to think about selling hospital indemnity. I am so excited for our agents to listen to this episode, to hear about the strategy, and to start flooding your phone with calls, <laughs> Harry and Damon, your phone as well. just want to thank you both so much for being here today. That was great. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to being really busy, so call me. (laughs) (laughs) Damon, thank you as well. Thank you. All right. Thanks again to Harry Rittner and Damon Logan for joining me to chat about this new sales strategy. Now, I know we said HI in the title, and while the focus was on hospital indemnity, we covered so much more. If you would like to learn more about hospital indemnity, adding the product to your portfolio, getting started, Harry and Damon would love to hear from you. We've got the links to their contact info in the notes. Or you can call us here at Ritter. 1-800-769-1847 is our toll-free number. And of course, we are all available by email. If you're more comfortable sending a message here to the show, you can do that by emailing asgpodcast at ridderim.com, and we will make sure that we get the message to Damon and Harry. Our email will be in the notes as well as Damon and Harry's emails, so whatever you're comfortable with, but if you want to get started with hospital indemnity, please reach out. We would love to help you. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. If you like what you heard, follow along with us for more. Nothing makes me happier than seeing a notification that the show got a new follower. Even better, email us and let us know what you like about our show. Those messages really send us over the moon. Thank you for that. And we will see you next episode.